What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. What are our saint names and what's in a saint name and why is it important? Well, I'm just going to read a little bit from the Nicene Creed. We say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and all things visible and invisible. And what is the visible and the invisible? It's the church. We've got the church triumphant in heaven, the saints. We've got the church suffering in purgatory. And we have the church militant. That's us. We're on earth. And we're still united, but we can't see the spiritual realities that are going on. And also in this invisible reality, we have angels. They are also part of the body of Christ, the church. So the names that we choose are very important. I teach a baptism class at my parish and it's interesting to me that often the parents come and the child has already been born. But if the child hasn't been born, I make sure and let them know how important the name is to be a Christian name. You know, there's a lot of names down days and they aren't all Christian. Sometimes they're just names of cities or they're just different. They're odd. They don't have a person associated with them. And it's nice, at least if the middle name has a person associated with them, a saint in heaven. It's a way of connecting us to one another, a patron saint. Then that patron saint in heaven or blessed, they take an interest in your child. It's the same thing when we get to confirmation. A lot of adults find that they didn't get confirmed as a youth, so they finish up and they get confirmed or our high schoolers get confirmed. And I really emphasize with them, who is it that wants a relationship with you? Who in heaven wants to walk with you in this life and on this spiritual journey? Who is it? Research, pray, ask Mother Mary, ask your guardian angel to introduce you to your elder brothers and sisters, who they are and who that person that wants to be a part of your life and take their name. And sometimes adults or kids, they they can't decide, like they've got it narrowed down to two people. I really love Therese of Lisieux, but oh my goodness, I really love Maximilian Colby, let's say. And they just can't decide and they're going back and forth and they can't discern and they've got to make a decision because confirmation is coming. You can combine the names and take them both. And I don't believe you have to be uh, specific to the sex because you hear about a lot of priests, they take Mary. So their their father, Mary Jeffrey or father, Mary Joseph. And it's okay to, to take a name. If you're a woman or a young woman, you can use a man's name if you want, would like and vice versa, because there are saints and we try to determine who is it that's going to be involved in our life, who's going to walk with us. So there's that connection. And those are our patron saints. And they honor that. And that name and that relationship is 
meant to last an eternity. It's recorded in the church officially. I record the confirmation in the big book in the church and send it off to the archdiocese. And we have to put down the saint name that everyone who is confirmed has chosen because it is establishing the relationship, the church, you know, church has authority. Whatever is established on earth is established in heaven. So when the church recognizes your confirmation name and the bishop calls you by that name and anoints you, well, that's a relationship that has been established by the authority that Jesus had set up on this earth. So it's, it's a pretty neat thing. So I was thinking about all these names of saints and, and, and how they interact with us and not just the names, but the communion of saints, how we're connected. And so I, I wanted to tell you a little story about how John the 23rd, he reached out to me. I was on a trip in, to Rome. It was my first time ever, and I've never been there since, to Rome on a pilgrimage. And a friend took me to his body, and I didn't know anything about him. I was a fairly uncatechized, Catholic committed, but uncatechized. And I didn't know who that person was behind the plexiglass. But it was, she told me it was Pope. He was blessed at the time. Now he's a saint, John the 23rd. And I remember I knelt down there just to to be respectful of my friend who had brought me to him and even though I knew nothing about him and and in that kneeling in that in that moment I had it must have lasted 10 seconds at the most but it was an experience of his presence I, I had a sense of his personality and I had a sense that he was sending me that he considered me his little sister that was a trajectory that changed my whole life I came back from that trip that pilgrimage, if you will, which is different than just going on a trip or going on a vacation. I came back different. And it was interesting because my antenna was up regarding the saints. I had not had my antenna up regarding the saints and my friends in heaven that want to get to know me and, and help me. And it seemed like Francis de Sales and Teresa of Lisieux kept popping up. And I really was unfamiliar with them. But their names or their pictures or sayings from them or quotes from them would just keep popping up all the time. And it was odd to me. And I saw these three, John the 23rd, Francis de Sales and Therese of Lisieux coming up over and over. And so a friend gave me a magazine and it was a magazine with an article about John the 23rd. And I remember reading the article and in the second paragraph, it said that while he was on earth, his favorite saints who helped him in his life and in his papacy were Francis de Sales and Therese of Lisieux. And at that moment, I understood that he had orchestrated that, that he was, in, in essence, showing me his other friends. He was introducing me. And that's, that's the way it is with the communion of saints. There's so many of them to get to know. And this includes angels, too. So as time has gone on, I have really come to know and love many of the other saints. One of them was Don Bosco. Really love Don Bosco. He impresses me so much and his mother Margaret. And I did a two-part show on Don Bosco and his mother Margaret, but I had to leave an important story out. And because he's shown himself to be a part of my life, I'm going to share this story. There was a dog that would show up when he was in trouble a big gray dog, wolf looking. 
and it would protect him. See, Don Bosco, in his time during the Industrial Revolution, he was really ruffling a lot of, of feathers. People didn't like him. They didn't like what he was doing. He was upsetting the status quo quite a bit as far as how to treat the boys and what they were good for. It was an interesting time. Anyway, there was hits put out on Don Bosco because of what he was doing, how he was reforming things. And so when he would get into a bind where he was actually in physical danger, where someone was planning to kill him or harm him or whatever, this big gray dog would just show up out of nowhere and defend him. Rumors were getting out about that dog. He never said it was an angel. Don Bosco never said anything about what the dog was, but he decided that he would tell the story. So I'm going to quote from him, okay? What he said. These are the words of Don Bosco. Grigio, the gray dog, was the topic of many conversations and various conjectures. Many of you have seen him and even petted him. Now laying aside the fantastic stories which are told of this dog, I will tell you plainly only what is the pure truth. The frequent attacks which had been made against me made it inadvisable for me to walk to or from the city of Turin alone. In those days, the asylum was the last building on the way to the oratory. The rest of the way was land covered with hawthorn and acacia trees. One dark evening rather late, I was making my way home with some trepidation when a huge dog appeared beside me which at first sight gave me a start, but he seemed friendly and even nuzzled me as if I were his master. We quickly became friends and he accompanied me as far as the oratory. Many other times that evening's experience was repeated. Indeed, I may say that Grigio did me a valuable service. Here are a few examples. Every evening when I had no other company as I passed the last buildings, I would see him, Grigio, bound out of nowhere along the way. Many times the oratory boy saw him, and once he was the center of an amusing incident. The boy saw him coming into the courtyard. Some wanted to strike him. Others wanted to throw stones at him. Don't tease him, Joseph ordered. That's Don Bosco's dog. They turned to patting and stroking him as they brought him along to me. I was in the refectory having supper with some seminarians and priests with my mother. They were alarmed at the unexpected sight of the dog. There's no need to be afraid. It's my Grigio. Let him come in. In fact, he made a wide tour around the table and came joyfully up to me. I patted him too and offered him soup, bread, and meat, which he refused all of it. He would not even sniff at what was offered. What do you want? I asked. He cocked his ears and wagged his tail. Either eat or drink. Otherwise, goodbye, I concluded. He continued to evidence contentment, resting his head on my napkin as if he wanted to speak to me and wish me good night. Then the boys, wondering a great deal and quite happy, led him outside. I remember that I came home late one night and a friend had brought me in his carriage. The last time I saw Grigio was 1866 while I was going to Miraldo to see a friend. The parish priest wanted to accompany me part of the way, and as a consequence, I was surprised by nightfall only halfway on my journey. Oh, if only I had my Grigio, I thought to myself, how fortunate I would be. Having said that, I started across the field to take advantage of the last rays of light, and just then Grigio came bounding up to me full of affection. He accompanied me for the stretch of the road that I still had to travel, which was two miles. 
When I got to my friend's house where I was expected, they asked me to go around another way, fearing there would be a fight between my Grigio and the family's two Mastiffs. If they got into a fight, said my friend, they would tear each other to pieces. So I talked a lot with the whole family before we sat down to supper. My companion, Grigio, was left to rest in a corner of a room. When we finished our meal, my friend said, we must also give Grigio his supper. He took a little food to bring to the dog. He looked in every corner of the room of the house, but Grigio was not to be found. We all wondered, since neither door nor window was open, nor had the family dogs given him any sign of departure. We renewed our search upstairs and could not find him. That is the last news I have of the gray dog that was the subject of so much inquiry and discussion. I was never able to find out who was his owner. I was only know that the animal was truly providential to me on many occasions in which I found myself in danger. That's the story of Grigio. So anyway, St. Bosco, St. Margaret, St. Therese, John the 23rd, all magnificent names. When you are searching for a name for your child, when you're searching for a name for confirmation, please look at the saints because you're giving more than a name. You're giving a relationship. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org.